And welcome back to the Ford Taylor Talks podcast. I'm your host, Pat Williams. I proudly say I'm the host. Ford, welcome back. How are you? I'm doing well. And I proudly tell people you are the host. You're just phenomenal at this. I I don't know how I'd ever get through this without you. So thank you for for serving me and serving our audience and so many others this way. You're really good at this. Thank you. Thank you, Ford. You know, I love sports, so I try to be the point guard where I can dish, throw (laughs) good passes. And let the scorers score, because I'm good with that. Well, I appreciate the passes, because <laughs> I think a lot of people may not realize that we don't really prepare for these. You just Sometimes we just get on and you start bringing questions, which is, which is the way I like it. So thank you for doing it that way and making it so, I hope, look like that we've planned these out. So It's good. Well, the feedback's been good, and, and um, we are open to all feedback for good and bad, because we believe all feedback's relevant. Absolutely. That's what makes us better. It, you know, it encourages us. People enjoy it. And it also helps us get better if there's things we can that we can do better than what we're doing. So Ford, I I have to share this because I had this epiphany. Uh, you know, I had a young restaurateur. I mean, he's an amazing chef. He's a good leader. Uh, his business is really on the rise, even through COVID. But he cannot help himself. People take shots at him on social media and he takes it personal. Right. So I said, can I ask you a question? And he said, yeah, I go, how's that working out for you? (laughs) The way, the way you're responding to people who are sitting at their home in their bathrobe, doing nothing but trolling successful people like you, giving them the time of day, How's that working out for you? What do you think he said? <laughs> I'm hoping he just looked at you in dead silence. You know, like, thank you. What did he say? Or he says he, he feels like he needs to defend himself. Wow. And he's young. I, I'm telling you, I, I'm not complaining about him as a person. I really care for him, right? Sure. But I, I just asked him, I said, can I give you maybe another strategy? And he goes, yeah. And I said, you got a pen and paper? And he goes, yeah. And he, he left where we were sitting. He went and got something to write with. And I said, let me make this simple for you. And, and I feel it will answer uh, what you want to have answered. I think it will, you'll feel um, defended, if you will. But it will also make the other person look so petty, small, and ridiculous that they may uh, stop trolling highly successful people like you on social media. He goes, okay, I'll try it. I said, when you get um, what you perceive as a negative comment, why not just say, thank you for the feedback. That's how we get better. And he put his pen down. He leaned back in his chair and he looked at me. And he goes, how would someone come back over the top of that? There's no way they could. I said, look, I'm trying to be a solutions person, and I see you banging away at the keyboard (laughs) when I read your responses. My goal is simple. Lower the stress in your life, which will make you uh, really uh, soar to new heights in your relationships, in your business. Uh, And he's been doing it, 
and he hardly gets any responses now because who wants to who wants to be negative on social media and someone say thank you for your feedback? That's how we get better. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, <laughs> if, if we do learn how to deal with those angry people, it's amazing how our stress goes down, and and who knows, we may even help them overcome some of their like you sold him some of their some of their approach to life, and who knows, you may even be helping that other guy get more peace in his life. Or, you know, as we segue into our uh, our episode, uh, we're we're in the middle of it. So let's keep rocking and rolling. Uh, you know, feedback is. I felt like when I was younger, I was being coached all the time, either by a parent or by a teacher or by someone older than me. And I think there was this moment in my life, and and Ford, I think most people experience this, right? They're on this teeter-totter. When that teeter-totter gets to even, or maybe even now I'm waiting some people down, I feel like, I got this. You don't need to tell me what to do. I don't need your feedback. I got this taken care of. And I ran along that path for a few years, but boy, till I was really mature enough to sit back and believe that all feedback was relevant. But Ford, I'd like you now to dive into... uh why people aren't good at taking feedback and how we can get better. Is that fair? Sure. sure. Yeah. You know, we all have a past, right? And, and all the stuff that's happened from our past goes into something that we call our self-identity, our self-concept, our self-belief. And, and, and our self-identity is, is based on three things. It's all of our lives or personal experiences. So it's, it's all the thoughts that we believe to be true about ourselves based on three things. So think of it this way. It's the thoughts I believe to be true about myself based on all my personal slash life's experiences. That's number one. Number two is the thoughts we believe to be true about ourselves as we compare ourselves to others, which I call social comparisons. And the third one, the psychobabble way of saying it, is the thoughts I believe to be true about myself through the internalization of others' judgments. In English, all that means is the thoughts I believe to be true about myself based on what I think others think about me. So later in life, once our self-identity is formed, uh, research shows that when we get feedback that we already agree with, it goes in and builds on top of our self-identity. If we get feedback that we don't agree, agree with, we have a propensity to reject it. Uh, you might even say we might get offended by it, or we may just not even say anything, but we just reject it. And so our self-identity is one of the big reasons that taking feedback is harder because our self-identities, I mean, let's face it, they have lies in there. And so if we believe something to be true that's not true, and someone pokes that bear, it's very difficult to receive the feedback. Now, there's three or four other things that play into it, but that's a big one. Ford, so one that I think in 2021 probably influences people's ability uh, to give and receive feedback is how, how they think people perceive them. I mean, social media has just caused this crazy issue. Um, Transformational leadership training started before social media. So how have you adjusted helping people with the self-identity uh, when you add social media on top of that? 
Well, like I say, I do believe all feedback is relevant. Why? Because it's relevant between the person that's giving us the feedback and ourselves. So it's relevant to that relationship. Well, let's take social media. We may not even know those people. Okay. And so I've, I've always taught that it's relevant to you and the relationship with the person that gives it to you. But I've also also always taught that it's relevant to you and the decision you make about the person that's giving you the feedback. And it's relevant to you and the people around you on how they watch you respond to the feedback, because that, that says what kind of leader you are. And so even before social media, I was teaching that. Well, when you apply that to social media, how you respond to feedback on social media is very relevant to all the rest of your friends on social media. And so if, if we want to have influence up, across, down, and with ourselves, if we want that level of influence, it can be good or bad. Well, the very way that we respond to the social media is impacting, for some of us, thousands of what we call friends on social media, thousands of LinkedIn relationships. And so the very response itself speaks volumes about how who you are more than volumes about the person who slams you. And so realize that how you respond to that is, is huge on the impact between you and that person, you and all your other followers, and your family, and you and you you know, on your influence you have on yourself. So it's even bigger now than it was, you know, 15 years ago, whatever we started 20 years ago. Uh, it was it was important then just individually or with a car driving down the road and shooting you the finger. But it's even bigger now with social media. Ford, you work with CEOs, leaders of organizations, coaches, uh, parents, how hard is it to tell them? Like, if, if you're not open to feedback, I got to move on. I mean, I'm trying to help you. You're not listening. Yeah. That's a hard conversation. It is. And, and, and again, the, because I care about people, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just going to say it this way. You know, a lot of the people I work with, they pay me a lot of money to help them. And so I don't want to take their money. And I don't want to spend my time or take their money if they don't want the feedback. And I'm okay with that. It doesn't bother me at all. And so whether they're paying me or I'm just giving counsel as a friend or a married couple, if they don't want the feedback, all I say to them is, can I share something with you? Could I give you some feedback? And, you know, I may be wrong. It may just be me, but I don't think you ought to come to me anymore. You know, you're not taking the counsel I'm giving you. You're not trying it. Therefore, if you're not even going to try it, let's just make it real clear. I'm no longer open to answering any of your questions. Doesn't mean we won't go to lunch together. Don't, doesn't mean we won't be friends. But I'm asking you, don't ever ask me another question about your marriage. Don't ever ask me another question about your children. Don't ask me another question about how to make your company more profitable. Don't ask me another question about how to handle an employee because you're not listening to any of it. And so if I were you, I would go find someone I would listen to instead of me. And so far, every time I've done that, they've either cried or asked for one more chance. And, and I don't do it for that reason, because sometimes I say yes and sometimes I say no. I just don't have time to keep beating my head against this wall. And it's not good for you. Money-wise, it's not good for either one of us time-wise. But that, that's how I deal with it, PW. 
Ford, so we believe all feedback's relevant, but does that does that mean necessarily that all feedback is true? Very clearly. Well, I do believe it's all relevant based on the research I shared a while ago about rejecting it and based on the our influence with the person that gave it, the people around us, and our influence with itself. I absolutely believe that all feedback's relevant. In no way is all feedback true. It is not true at all. And I, and I share with people, if you have a person in your life that's giving you negative feedback and they can't get anybody to agree with them, one of the things I, I, I say publicly is, here's what I would tell them. Thank you for this knife you keep stabbing in my back. It's coming in quite handy to cut off our relationship. And so I wouldn't keep hanging around those. But PW, I, I want us to remember that relevant feedback doesn't just apply to negative feedback. It also applies to positive feedback. And think of all the people around us who have negative self-concepts. They have negative self-identities, yet we're looking at them and they're rock stars in some areas. They may be hurt in some areas, but they're rock stars and they can't even hear a positive affirmation. And so we have to remember this doesn't apply just to negative. And so it's important that we continue to speak positive things into people's self-identities that they may not be to be true because other people see it. They just may not see it in themselves. So it works on both ends of that continuum, positive and negative. Ford, how important is it to find people um, in your life that we can go to have a transparent, honest conversation with, share things? And then give them permission to speak into our lives. I, uh, I, I feel like there's people walking around uh, who really need the feedback, and for various reasons, um, haven't mustered up the courage to ask to be in a relationship like that with another person. Right. Well, let's face it. We all need people in our lives that we. The way I put it, we can see their tail lights. In other words, they're ahead of us in some area. Uh, we all need people in our lives that are kind of on the road with us. And it's important that we have people that can see our tail lights. And so one of the things we teach is this concept called bumper people or bumper buddies, that we would reach out to people in our lives. And, and that, that on the road with us is something that's built on two things. And the two things are trust and love. And that means that I trust you enough that I can share whatever I want with you and you love me enough to give me feedback and stuff that I can't see in myself or give me the honest feedback based on what I trusted you to tell you that you won't sugarcoat it. You'll love code it. In other words, you'll give me the, you'll love me enough to tell me the truth. So we call those in our training, we call those bumper buddies, but we all need mentors, coaches, you know, that are, that are helping us in areas that are ahead of us. And if we're smart, we would be doing that for other people in areas that were ahead of them. And so when people are just giving you counsel, you know, I call that consulting. Okay. In other words, I'm, you're actually asking me what to do. And I'm telling you, you know, coaching is I'm asking you questions to help you figure out what to do on your own. Okay. And mentoring is a combination of that. Sometimes it's questions, sometimes it's counsel. And so we all need those people to play those roles in our lives. Well, I got to admit, Ford, I, I don't know how you do it. I, I know the week that you've had um, 
And I come home. We'd been working together. We had we'd sat through a two-day TL. It was amazing. I was exhausted. I, I get home and you know, I asked my wife, where's Ford? And you were you were coaching two different two different sets of people uh, via Zoom after the day you you had. I, um, how do you say no? I mean, how do you say no to people? You of all people get asked by a lot of people. How do you differentiate yes and no and let me get you with somebody else? I, I mean, it has to be hard. It has to be hard for you to say no to people. Uh, yeah, one of my favorite stories, Pete, is we were in Hong Kong speaking at a big conference over there, and uh, I got asked to join the the leaders for breakfast two mornings in a row that were putting on this huge conference. And on the second morning, they asked me, Ford, you seem to be about as busy as anybody we know. How do you do this? You know, how do you take all this on? And And I said, well, at some point, you just have to learn in your life how to say no. And they said, well, how do you do that? I said, repeat after me on the count of three. On the count of three, I want you to say no. And of course, I counted three and we're in this restaurant and all these leaders of leaders, you could hear all over the restaurant, all of them going, no. About five minutes later, the one of the top leaders of the conference who wasn't at the table with us yet, you know, he pulls up and says, guys, I got a favor. I need y'all to do something. And all of them at the same time looked at him and said, no. And of course, he went, what? And so... <laughs> Uh, sometimes you just have to say, you have to make a decision. Is it a match? Okay. Because sometimes it may not be a match. Or if I don't have the time to give you what you really need because I'm too busy, it's better. You're a lot better off going to someone else who has that time than you are trying to use me when I really can't fulfill that for you. And so all those decisions for me are made on a case by case basis. And you know, my vision in life is to make leaders who can make leaders who can make leaders. Uh, you know, the and I say that, but what I really mean, PW, as you know, is to make disciples that make disciples that make disciples. And so if someone asks me to coach, mentor, consult, if, if they don't want to be a leader who can make leaders who can make other leaders, that's the first entry point for me because that's the vision. And so if they don't want to do that, it makes it easy for me to say no, because that's part of what I live my life for. And then from there, there's other criteria, but sometimes it's just, it's just not a good match or there's just not enough time. Ford, I know we keep it positive hundred uh, percent of the time, but what about the people that think they're ready to go coach and mentor? Uh, and they're really not. We bump into them all the time. People say they do and they are. Um, Man, those folks could do more damage than they do, than they could good, but can't stop people from saying, "I can coach you, I can mentor you." When they got a junk, when they got a trunk full of junk that's are that hauling around with them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving you hanging, buddy. I'm all right. Okay. All right. I know. <laughs> I, I didn't think you, I didn't think you'd go very deep in that, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. You know. So let, let's let's take the question a little bit differently. If you're going to find a bumper buddy or if you're going to pay a coach or mentor, consultant, whatever it is, whether it's a it's a relationship that's just personal and there's no pan, or if you're going to hire somebody, I would encourage you to ask them questions and find out how transparent, how vulnerable they're going to be. Interview them. You know, ask them, what's the worst thing you've ever done with your life and how did you overcome it? And if they aren't willing to share and get real, 
I'd move on and hire somebody else. Because those people that can get real, they can move your needle very fast. But the others, you might be welcome three or four years. PW, I was at a guy one day that, that, that I was asked by a mutual friend to have breakfast with him. And because they both had shared some things before the breakfast, I literally blocked off three hours of my morning just in case. And we ended up taking the whole three hours. And this is what he said to me at the end. He said, I've been paying someone for two years, one day a month to spend all day with me, one day every month. He said, I got more out of these three hours than I have in the last two years combined. And, and I just kind of looked at him and, and I didn't say anything, but it's like, why would you keep paying somebody that can't move the needle? I don't, because I don't want to be a person, you know, one guy, PW, and again, I'm not talking about Ford Taylor. I'm talking about a coach to look for, someone that can help you. One day there were a lot of leaders in, in the Cincinnati area in a room. And one guy stood up and said, be careful about asking Ford Taylor to mentor you or to coach you because one day he won't have as much time for you. And another one who you and I both know personally, he stood up and said, and that's the way it's supposed to be. He's supposed to release you to go do what he's doing. And so if we're not moving people to the place where they can do it, I'm just not sure that that's the coach I would want personally. That's good stuff, Ford. Ford, a lot of, a lot of good stuff. I think, um, you know, some of our episodes uh, may not have a topic, but man, we're able to touch on two or three things. Um, encourage us, Ford, um, when it comes to feedback. Take us out of here. It's always great to spend time with you, and I hope that our our listeners always find value uh, in the information that we share with them because it, it comes from a good place. Yeah. So, PW, the the best counsel I would give to people is that <clears throat> when someone gives you feedback. Even if they're yelling at you, if, if, if they aren't so good with their tone or, you know, their body language, even if it's not right, you know, try to be filtering in yourself. Keep your thought that you're not going to be the one that steps into that and try to filter. Is there something they're telling you that may be valuable to you? And just keep asking, is there something in there that I need to hear? Is there something that's great value? And if you can always ask yourself that when people are giving feedback, then you can at least evaluate the feedback and find out if there's something to it and whether it's true or not. But if your first response is, and we didn't talk about this, but, but based on your core beliefs, based on your hippocampus, the things that's happened to you from your past, which all culminates in your self-identity. But, but if all those things are in there and your instant response is, that's not true then we can't even take the time to run through the filter. Is this something I need to hear? You know, I try to ask my wife every few months, honey, what's next? You know, you know me better than anybody on this planet. What's that next thing that I can work on to make myself a better husband, a better father, a, a, a better coach, a better consultant, a better friend to people, a better neighbor? What is that next thing? And so, for me, feedback is me asking her and asking my friends, what can I do better? You know, and you, you saw me this week in a couple of the groups we were with. At the very end, I said, guys, could y'all give me some feedback before I leave? Maybe one-on-one, -on -one, whatever. How can I serve the next group better than I served you? Would you give me some feedback on that? 
because that's that's what keeps us uh, improving. You know, I believe great leaders never stop learning. So teach yourself to be open to feedback. Learn to change your thinking that all feedback is relevant, even though all feedback is clearly not true. And if we care about the person who's given us feedback, even if it's social media, even if it's the driver in the car going down the road that might be yelling at us, if we learn to care more about them because of whatever reason, think of the impact we might have on that person by saying, thank you for this feedback. This is how I improve, as opposed to welling up and getting angry. So, and I just call that love. And I know that when we love that way, our influence goes up across all the categories. And when we influence that way, we become part of the solution instead of joining the problem. And that's called transformation. So just continue to be encouraged, get lit, stay lit, love, influence, transform. Thank you for listening to this episode of Ford Taylor Talks. For more information and resources to help you love, influence, and transform, please visit FordTaylorTalks.com.